Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 895. Today we have feedback from JF. He's responding to episode 875 about nested character journeys. JF says, In 875 you suggested that many writers struggle with how a story works. I'd like to not fall into this clutch of storytellers. Where and how would you suggest learning, apart from trial and error methodology, how story works? I've listened to 875 a few times, and will probably do so a few more times to integrate it all. God, probably my upcoming book, Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile, would be a really good one for this. It's not out yet. It'll be kickstarting uh, in the next few weeks. Ah, Hopefully. We're just about done with the video and all the other attendant stuff. But uh, Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile, definitely, because it doesn't just take apart how the storytelling in the Heinlein Juveniles works. It talks in depth about the story traditions behind the form, and those story traditions are the hero's journey, the heroine's journey, the building's ramen, the, um, oh god, I wrote the book, and I just proofed this section, and I can't remember the other two, the Horatio Alger myth and the Stratemeyer formula. And all of those are very good, very tight um, story forms that are very well established in the Western world and draw from the same basic cultural roots. In terms of how story works, I mean, really, really, you, you just got to read stories. Read good stories. Um, read them, watch them, listen to them, let them soak into your bones. Story structure is built upon the rhythms of human life. And different story forms and formulae inflect the rhythms of human life differently through uh, different uh, objectives and expectations and cultural situations. But it's all basically the same. It's built into the structure of our language. Expectation, suspense, payoff, in order to communicate a complete thought, all that kind of stuff. The... Um, reason that so many people struggle with storytelling is that they try too hard to do something that hasn't been done before. And it's just not going to happen. The likelihood of anyone inv inventing a new story form that proves to be viable for anything other than a one-off gimmick is almost, not quite, but it's almost zero. We're in a culture that's thousands of years old. The low-hanging fruit has been picked. And the desperate desire to be original tends to lead new storytellers down rabbit holes that go nowhere. 
because what you need to be doing and want to be doing is building upon what has come before and combining different things that have come before. And that's how you arrive at originality, rather than trying to do something nobody has ever done. There's seven billion people in the world now. There have been billions who lived before now. Some of them left behind books. A lot more of them told stories. People have been working at this one for a while. The notion that any one of us is going to invent something completely new is borderline delusional. And besides, that's not how invention and creation works anyway. All creativity is recombination. Just like every individual is unique, but each one is a recombination of the DNA from their parents and shaped to a certain extent by their environment. Um, new things don't come out of nowhere. This is a this is a delusion that we inherit from a certain particular subset of Christian theology when it comes to doctrine of creation ex nihilo. It's bullshit, especially when applied to anything in the cultural realm. And our culture at the moment tends to lionize um, inventors mm -hmm. because we're at a point of riding the tail end of a hundred years of very, very fast progress. Two hundred years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two hundred years of very, very fast technological progress. Um, I have heard a lot of people say weird, weird things. Um, I'm I'm on a lot of uh, gardening groups, mm. and I, I heard someone talking about how they have to remember that permaculture is still valuable, even though they did not invent it. Mm -hmm. I'm honestly baffled by this mindset because we have hundreds of thousands of years of agriculture. Mm -hmm. There's not very much that you are going to do that is an invention. Yeah, You may rediscover techniques that someone used hundreds of years ago and stopped using, but you're not going to do very much that's new. Mm -hmm. And invention is the same way. We create new things, but most of the time it is a reinvention, recombination of many old things that are done in a new way. And right. Or occasionally it's, is using, that way. it's using a new technique to achieve an old result. Mm -hmm. The light bulb is a different way to make fire. <laughs> it really is. It's a different way to make fire that is that has less risk of spontaneously burning your house down and uses less whale oil. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a way to make fire. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. When I was in the tech world and uh, dealing with a lot of venture capitalists, we kept running into this problem called NIH, not invented here. A lot of companies cut off their nose to spite their face because they want more than they want the profit that can come from a new invention. They want the prestige of having thought it up. And they're willing to forego millions or billions of dollars in order to get that ego hit. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, and in corporate terms, a prestige hit. In order to get those points, they'll they'll give up a lot of money. It's a very, very grave error when it comes to anything business-related, and especially when it comes to anything creative. That which you are is the result of many, many things over which you have no control at all. Including, uh, and one of those things that you are, is the story voice that you have. Which, some of it is absolutely unique to you, and most of it comes from the cultural and artistic and aesthetic and moral and religious context in which your brain laid down its initial connections. You are 
a jazz musician riffing on a cultural tradition that you are not completely aware of. You are not a god creating de novo. And if you look at ancient mythology, none of the gods did that either, not even the Christian god, and if you don't believe me, read the Hebrew version of Genesis. So, the biggest, biggest thing new storytellers have to get past, most of them, is this idea of doing something original. Fuck originality. Do something good. Do it as good as you can. And if you do enough stuff as good as you can, originality will follow. But you can't lead with it, because it takes a while to discover the kind of writer that you really are. And you can only do that by finishing projects and moving on. Finishing new projects and moving on. Till you write through all of the voices that are in your head. And all that you're left with is you. So, um, to learn story, imbibe as much of it as possible. And to stop struggling with telling stories well, start telling stories and stop worrying about being original. And then when you get caught up on a particular point, like you get a few books under your belt and you realize, yeah, my endings are really weak. Well, then the next book you concentrate on making your ending stronger. If you decide, ah, my openings are a little weak. The next book you concentrate on making your opening stronger. Ditto for cliffhangers, for characterization, for middle book um, faux climax. For all of those things, as you realize that you've got certain weaknesses, just like with a weight training routine, you then start to concentrate your efforts on that muscle group for a while and build up your skills. And that's how you do it. Good luck, JF. Always a pleasure to hear from you. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.